podcast episode mentions death, grief, and burnout. These are our personal stories, and we are not mental health professionals. This is not a substitute for professional medical advice and should not be relied on as health or personal advice. Hello, and thank you for joining us on this episode of And Life Happened. I'm your co-host, Jessica. And I'm your co-host, Samantha. On this episode, we will be talking with Laura. Welcome, Laura. Hi, everyone. Laura, why don't you take a moment and tell us your story? Okay, well, thank you so much for having me on today. It's wonderful to be here. So I'm Laura Uglow. I um I call a women's wellness guide and empowerment mentor so I work with women really to reunite them with their heart and their authentic self through tools such as breath work meditation somatic healing and intuitive readings and yeah really just to support women to help them connect more deeply with their true self um I think life is so busy and there's so much kind of rushing around, we can kind of lose that connection and, you know, anxiety rises, maybe sort of heading towards burnout and exhaustion. And, you know, as this podcast says, life happens and things can get <laughs> just too much. And really the core of the work I do is just about connecting back to who we really are underneath all of those layers of busy and doing. And, um, the work I do, I guess it very much comes from my heart and my own experiences in life. So I've been in kind of the women's wellness arena for about 20 years now. And I started off as like a personal trainer and Pilates and I was really taking care of my physical body and I ate well and kind of I was doing all the right things and, you know, work was good, life was good. So I thought and then I... I went through a really difficult time in my life. So there was quite a lot of stress in my life. And then culminating at the end of a lot of that stress in 2014, my younger brother, Daniel, he died. And um, yeah, so that was just over nine years ago now. And I was already Sorry. suffering from burnout and um and yeah, just, I guess my world just in that instant fell apart. He was only 33 years old and, you know, that wasn't meant to, <laughs> that wasn't meant yeah. to happen. So and sorry. Um, thank you so much. It, yeah, it was just a really, it was a really difficult time. And I, I realized that all these things I was doing with my physical body, it wasn't enough to yeah. guide me through, um, the depths of the darkness that I felt at that time. And, um, you know, obviously there was those early days of grief where I was lost and confused and I felt really lonely and it was really, really, really challenging. And um, I guess as my journey went on, I started exploring, you know, my own spiritual self, I guess, through many of the tools that I use within the work I do now with women. And um, I guess just slowly, bit by bit, I kind of, you know, I found breath work and 
breathwork was incredible for kind of helping me just to really feel my grief and to release my grief and within those sessions I found like a safe space that I could you know be me and release how I was feeling um you know I practiced meditation and and somatic healing and Reiki and it had such a profound impact on my life and how I felt that I knew that you know just organically kind of the universe died kind of guiding me in a different direction and mm-hmm. I was really drawn to just do some new trainings so kind of I learned breath work you know and ironically the week before there was no spaces on the course and suddenly a, a place came up and mm-hmm. um yeah it was just meant to be so I did my breath work studies I studied uh Reiki and meditation and you know my somatic healing and yeah I guess for me now the privilege is being able to guide women um using the tools that I use to heal myself and to come to this place in my life now to guide and support them on their own journey. So it may be through grief, it may be through burnout, it might be through, you know, any kind of grief, because that could be, you know, any kind of loss, you know, of a loss of a marriage or a friendship or just some difficulties in life. And um, yeah. So I guess that's a really a brief overall summary of kind of what led me to to where I am today. And yeah, I just feel really grateful to be here and able to share from a place where, um, yeah, I've just been able to yeah. kind of work through these things. And yeah, I just, I just love, I love my work and, you know, there's, there's been a lot that has come out of what was an incredibly difficult time in my life. So I'm hearing so much resilience (laughs) from you. It's Mm. just, it's outstanding. It's just beautiful. Um, Thank you. uh, This was not a question I had meant to ask, but I'm, I feel like now I have to, because this is something that I'm dealing with on my own, but you mentioned grief of any any form of grief. And um, I don't know if you listened to our most recent podcast, but it was um, about grief, grieving the loss of a loved one. Yeah. And my, I always have this question about grief in regards to, and it was a beautiful podcast. It was just, I, I didn't get to attend that one. And it was just, I, I loved it. It's one of my favorites. Um, but my question always is, how about grief of the um, unconventional nature that I don't think we talk about grief of other things like the loss of a job, the loss of like yourself, if yourself is tied to that job, mm. loss of body image, um, loss of that marital status, the, these other types of grief, you have to grieve these things. It's a grief process, but I don't think it's talked about enough. And when you said it, I went, Oh, she has more questions coming her way from Jessica. <laughs> um, <laughs> so can you tell us a little bit about the, I know that's not where we were intending to go, but just a little bit. Don't You don't have to dive too deeply into it, but can you tell us a little bit about what you do um, for women um, dealing with other types of grief? Yeah, I mean, it's a really good question because we associate grief so often with, you know, the passing of a loved one. But actually... 
we're always evolving and you know changing things and things you know and actually something I've always found really difficult myself is when something ends you know whether it's a holiday so there is always this continual thing of things change and moments end and it can bring kind of a real depth of sadness and really what I've learned through on my own journey and through the work that I share is um you know I've learned to kind of embrace that part of me and I think with allowing myself to feel so lots of the practices that I teach are about connecting with ourselves emotionally and so not pushing our feelings down and just you know obviously there's always this space for self-care which is really important but Uh really creating space for ourselves to feel our emotions as well and like you know if there's something rising not pushing it down and just creating that's what breathwork does it kind of creates space for us to just really feel into what's there and um and to process these things that we go through and these losses that we feel, because if we don't process them, they kind of, I guess, build up in a way and they take us further away from who we are. And then when we connect again with ourselves and our emotions and really feel what we're going through, it connects us back again and we can understand a bit more a bit, you know, about what we feel and what we need. And, and I guess this is why I love Breathwork so much, because what we're talking about here is exactly what it does it um it, I, yeah it connects us to these experiences that we go through so we don't push them down or tell ourselves they're not important because actually they are and they contribute to how we feel each day so yeah I just have to, like you I think you just made a light bulb go off in my head at 42 years old um <laughs> and when you said you know like if we don't deal with it if we let it build up it takes us away from who we are because lots of times we're like oh I had to refine myself or I had to and that concept is so abstract um and doesn't I don't know if it always conveys what we're trying to say when we're like working through things right but like that whole like we're letting it build up. And so then we're farther away from who we really want to be at that mm. core, right? At the core of all of it. Um, that was powerful, Laura, powerful in my brain. And it is a really powerful thing because if we can learn to meet how we feel with love and kindness and compassion and actually meet ourselves in that moment, like I'm feeling I'm feeling sad right now because that happened. And when we when we've got the tools to actually connect with that emotion, what we realize is that this emotion actually just moves through us. Mm -hmm. And when it moves through us, it doesn't stay stuck. It doesn't build up as a fear or anxiety. And it creates space for kind of all of this other stuff that we want to feel. So it isn't about kind of releasing sadness so we never feel sad. It's just knowing that our emotions they ebb and they flow and they move and change and and that's okay so we can we can feel sad and then when we release the sadness we can feel lighter and more free and that's kind of that's the connection to ourselves is the understanding that we don't always have to be the same or feeling the same and um yeah just understanding ourselves and just yeah, learning to show ourselves compassion, really, I guess. 
I'm curious, Laura, um, you know, you, you, in your story, you, you know, you, you talked about you're taking care of, you were taking care of your physical body. Um, and you know, the, and everything built up, right. Just what we were talking Mm -hmm. about, everything kind of built up and, you know, a lot of things were happening and stress and burnout and grief and all of those kinds of things. What, I think I'm curious, um, because this is something we all deal with. What is it that made you like kind of flip this, flip it to go, okay, I need to invest in, in myself, in the breath work, Mm -hmm. in the, you know, in all of those things that are going to help me get back to me or, um, be able to work through my emotions, be able, like, what was it that kind of helped you see that? I guess there was a, a few things is that I, I guess, cause I was already in the health and wellness. I was really, um, you know, really into all of these things anyway. And I had been experiencing a bit of burnout. So I'd kind of dabbled with a few different health things, but then I think when my brother died, it just, it was so tough and mm-hmm. you know it, it it was isolating so I guess the first thing I remember is two years on like so obviously I had at the time I had a my daughter was three I've mm-hmm. now got three kids but at the time I had one and um you know two years on it I'd really struggled and I had if I'm really you know honest and I talk about this that the grief because I hadn't had these safe spaces to express. I kind of, you know, put on this mask, pretended that I was okay. And, and actually I felt really anxious because when you lose someone so suddenly like this, that like there was this anxiety there of like, my God, goodness, what if something else Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, happens, mm -hmm. you know, and, Mm -hmm. and I was living in this place of fear and I, I just thought actually, Losing Dan, I'd also learned that life is so pre- precious and mm-hmm. so short. And I thought, I do not, I can't spend my life like this. It's not fair on me. It's not fair on my daughter. It's not fair on my family. And I want to live. I don't want to be mm-hmm. living in fear yes. um, of what's going to happen <laughs> what's going to happen next so that was that was the main that was the first driver that was kind of like the light bulb moment I remember exactly where I was and when that went off and I think then the second driver was so from that point I then kind of was open to exploring avenues and I went to a local yoga class and it was a really lovely community and from that community we went on a retreat in Ibiza and on that retreat in Ibiza many years ago, I did my first ever breathwork session. And it was a private small group. And I thought I'd been dealing really well with my grief. And I literally just went into this session and so much grief just poured mm. out of me. And I couldn't believe the profound impact that that I guess that had on me and how much better I felt after after this retreat and I guess when I started to see the difference that it made in my life it propelled me on even more mm-hmm. and then I got even more connected through these practices because the beautiful thing about Reiki and breathwork is it's very heart opening and it connects us really deeply to our intuition. So the more in tune I got with my intuition, I kind of started following 
that guidance. So it was almost like I was dealing with the grief and sort of working through that. But then I felt this new purpose <laughs> mm-hmm. that was yeah. there and and um, slowly began to kind of follow follow the nudges. So I think there was a few things that propelled me on because it, you know, obviously it is an investment and I'm not going to lie. It, there was a cut, you know, there was some dark times and some heavy times and, mm-hmm. you know, healing does, does take dedication to go there really. But um, yeah, I think that just desire to live and to, to feel good. I just wanted to feel good and to enjoy the simple pleasures in life. I guess that's the that's the short answer. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, love that. Thank you. Are you seeing trends when you're working with people? Um, because we went from talking about grief to um, you know with your upcoming projects that we know about, and we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, talking about grief and then going to being your authentic self. How did you get from from there to here? Um, you know, were you working with people and then found that they were having similar issues or did it just evolve? Because, you know, you talk about um, uh, women's wellness and empowerment and authenticity and true self yeah. and connecting to who we really are. How did you go from A to B? Yeah, it's been quite a long journey, actually. So really, again, really good question. So um, I guess pre the grief and pre burnout I was living I don't know I don't know whether the fast lane but you know the busy Mm -hmm. life Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. constantly doing and wanting to keep everyone happy and wanting to please everyone and so you know there was that element there which I think as well as some stressful things that were going on in my life which contributed to the burnout and Mm then um yeah so then through you know obviously I worked through my grief but then as I worked through my grief there you know it took me on a deeper healing journey which was you know working through my own self-doubts why do I feel the need to why do I feel guilty for taking care of myself why do I feel guilty for resting why when I hear the key go in the door downstairs do I jump up and pretend I'm doing something Mm -hmm. why ditto (laughs) and it's a really hard yeah you know and so yeah and why do I not feel safe to speak my truth and share my voice and so it's been many years of kind of unraveling those beliefs and worrying about what other people think and I guess all of those things feed into that energy kind of that we were talking about at the beginning and how we how we protect our energy but then through unraveling those beliefs I kind of really connected with kind of I guess some common themes that many women feel and and now the the women I'm working with you know there is definitely those kind of patterns that are coming through certain things which do contribute to burnout which is not understanding how we feel or how to connect with what we need or simply just feeling guilty. And and I think there's so much of it comes back to being able to, you know, just give ourselves that time and, and that space. So important. It really is. Samantha and I do talk about um, 
this quite a bit as far as the women, you know, it's so common that women go, 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 do, 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 do. And no offense to any male who is listening, but it, we're carrying a heavier load in relationships Mm -hmm. and, um, and, and they have a better ability to say no. And they also have this bliss of, of ignorance. And I, that's not a slam. If you don't know something needs to be done or if it doesn't drive you crazy that it isn't done, <laughs> yeah, then you have a, a lighter load and they carry different burdens. Um, so I'm not putting down their struggles in any way, but mamas, especially, you know, I, I mean, just an example with the holidays, typically in families, the women do all the shopping, all the food preparation, all the wrapping of the gifts, all the um, coordinating of events for your children, because this month is really big for those and, Mm -hmm. you know, all the things. And then we still do our regular things. And, Uh, you know, so I love this work that you're doing. Um, I want to tell everybody, Hey, (laughs) (laughs) go listen to Laura. (laughs) Um, I mean, you're right. It's a lot that we carry and not only is there a lot of expectation within society, but there's a lot of expectation that we put on ourselves. So, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of the work is unraveling, you know, beliefs that we may have with, or even just expectations that we may place on ourselves and, you know, when we wake up, obviously there might be this long to-do list. And in reality, how many of those things do we need to do mm-hmm, right. that day? And how many can we let go of? And I found the more I've gone through my own healing journey, the things that didn't, that would have maybe made me feel anxious or stressed before now don't have that same impact because my nervous system's more regulated and mm-hmm. just some of those beliefs have have softened I guess you know the healing journey is always (laughs) always continuing but you know I I held a a breathwork class in person earlier and you know as a group of women we were all in this space together just talking about how we can kind of lighten the load and lower these expectations as well and just let go of some of the stuff that we carry exactly as you were just saying. I recently started doing somatic workouts and I'm wondering if there's a difference between a somatic workout and a, what's what's somatic healing entail. I mean, I think they're so um, they're so interlinked, really. I mean, there's lots of different practices. Somatic workout. I obviously don't know exactly what you're doing, but the kind of work that I would do somatically. I mean, obviously, breath work is a, a form of somatic healing where you're connecting with yourself, your breath, and your emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, but the somatic healing I do particularly is just kind of connecting with our body. So, you know, meeting ourselves in that moment, what sensations do I feel, what emotions are there and, and just got, kind of getting to know them really, just so that or meeting them with compassion so we can allow them to move through and to kind of be released. But yeah, it's all about rebalancing the nervous system because really, all the things that we've spoken about lead to, you know, probably, you know, we're talking about women here, but most of the population living in fight or flight response. Mm -hmm. So ultimately, whether you're doing somatic healing or a somatic workout, you are releasing from the nervous system energy that doesn't need, or we don't want to be there so that we can 
come to more of a state of balance and homeostasis within the body so that we can feel more calm, you know, and that's beneficial for the health, not just emotionally, but also physically as well. So, um, you know, there's lots of ways to connect somatically, whether it's a movement, whether it's, you know, a connecting with the sensations in your body, whether it's placing your hand on your heart or just um, connecting with a grounding practice. Um, so yeah, it just, I guess it depends what people feel drawn to really the most. Um, yeah. I, I, I would define the somatic workouts that I'm doing as um, they are body movements that connect with breath that are, um, how do you word this? I had it, but like a stress-free movement, um, mm -hmm. you know, hand on your heart, hand on your belly, breathing and doing very gentle moves. Um Sounds amazing. Instead of workouts that increase your stress response, it's to reduce your stress response or to, um, like you said, regulate your stress response. So reducing the cortisol levels. Um, and and I will share, I, you know, I do those over high intensity workouts because as you age um, and you with working with women, you have possibly heard this, but as you age, the more intense the workout, it can actually cause your cortisol levels to spike and then stay yeah. so you're just working out to add more um abdominal fat that visceral body fat and so i started doing the somatic workouts just as my end of day routine i couldn't love what you just know. said more it's just the way you described that it's just talking my exact language yeah just such an amazing practice and you know when you're connecting with that somatic movement you're connecting with the energy in your body and moving the energy within your body in such a gentle nourishing mm -hmm. way which you know that is nourishing not only your physical body but your inner world as well which I love yeah, yeah I love the somatic workouts that I do and I have these older ones mm. that are for um they're actually designed for elderly that you're you're seated and they're designed for elderly and I do it so that I'm not putting the strain on my body so I'm not making it an, an exertion and it yeah and then I take what I've learned from the somatic workouts and I put them into and so I'm just seated and gently moving my arms or my legs and it's not designed to be a somatic workout but I've kind of cheated it into one um and so I'm just seated and moving my body muscles that I probably don't typically use mm. on a regular day-to-day -day basis, but also it's gentle because it's for people who um, need to be seated. And uh, and so I do both, I'll alt alternate between the two, but there, I look forward to that time versus, oh, I gotta go work out, which I've always liked working out. But as you, you know, th a lot of times, even if you love the workout, when you go to do it, you don't, necessarily want to and then you get started and the endorphins kick in and then you're having a good time but I go oh okay I'm going upstairs to go do my workouts because I love them so much so um and that's amazing because that's you know movement should bring that joy and and ultimately right. when you know really all these practices are about connecting your body and your mind and your soul together and so that's exactly what you're doing in that you're embodying and you know we live in a world where there's a lot of pressure put on the physical and in the external world and 
and what we're talking about with somatics and breathwork and all of these practices is paying attention to our inner world and giving that inner world the same love that we give into the external and the physical body. And I think that's often what's lacking. And I wrote something the other day about, you know, we get to know everyone else and, but actually we don't often take the time to get to know ourselves. And I guess mm -hmm. that's the core of this work is it's getting to know ourselves and understand ourselves. And, um, you know, it's hard that. to be truly happy and to know what we need unless we know ourselves. And so that, that's been been quite powerful to realize and to share share with women. And so often when people come to my classes, the thing they'll say is, I feel like I'm getting to know myself so much better. Mm. It's beautiful. And Love that it. in itself is just so healing. And Laura, I have a question mm. off of that. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, you've talked about it. I, I know it myself. We see it all the time getting to know yourself, sitting with your emotions and feeling them, working through all of that is a lot of work. You, you've you said it, I think, in mm. this podcast and alluded to it. I mean, it takes, it's intentional. It takes mm. time. It takes effort, right? Um, and so people may be leery or resistant to that because I don't have the time or I don't want to get into the mess. You know what I mean? What would you say to somebody in that frame of mind as to like almost like why they should or and or like what the benefits are um or like from your own perspective like how you got through that that hump because i think it's there right it's yeah you've hit the nail on the head with this because it is something that you know some people you know they understandably don't feel ready or the thought of mm -hmm. going there will feel daunting or people will come to my class and say what if I cry and mm -hmm. actually mm -hmm. I guess the first thing is that so often it can feel so much more natural than we think it can be so you know when I host a breathwork class whether it's online or in person so it's a really safe space, a community of women just like us. <laughs> mm -hmm. And we share and we feel comfortable together. And I play some music and we breathe and whatever needs to come through, comes through. And sometimes it will be emotion. Sometimes it will be just some guidance or clarity on something. And I think the first thing is that I guess it's just, you know, it can feel daunting, but actually in reality, it, it's actually really comforting and it's a community and it feels nourishing and nurturing and loving. Um, I have said that it can feel heavy at times and absolutely it can um, while we're going through the emotions. But, you know, when we release the emotions it doesn't last as long as if we hold them within us right. and they manifest as mm -hmm. anxiety or fear and they control how those feelings control how we live our life there is you know you know don't get me wrong I get anxious at times and I'm you know work through things but but overall having a certain level of love, you know, love and peace is, is really 
just so worth <laughs> so worth the journey and and I think also particularly with the grief is that I think you know you, you touched on this at the beginning what drove me to do the work and I think the driver in the end was I can live stuck in my grief or I can live and honor my brother and live <laughs> and um <laughs> You know, I often feel that the things that I've learned on this journey are the things that I'm now meant to share with my clients and through the work that I do, because, you know, to help people truly live. And, you know, ultimately, when it boils down to it, we're all here to be happy and to well, not happy all the time, but just to kind of feel more free and to not be so heavy all the time. And, you know, that's you know, overall, the goal, I guess, is to feel more confident, not to doubt ourselves so much, um, and to be able to move forward with things in life without the fear of, did I do that wrong? What if, what do they think of me if I do that? To be able to mm -hmm. let all that go is really quite powerful. Absolutely. That's not, that's not a really short answer, I think. <laughs> I didn't um, think it would be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a there's a lot I could kind of share on it but it's um yeah well it's definitely worth it <laughs> I agree I agree before we talk about your upcoming projects I want to let our listeners know how they can um connect with you mm. other than listening to our podcast you can reach Laura at her website www.laurauglow.com Dot com and that's Laura L A U R A. U Glow is the letter U G L O W. U Glow.com. On Instagram, you can reach her at Laura underscore U Glow underscore. So again, L A U R A underscore the letter U G L O W underscore. And so with that, tell us a little bit about what you have coming up in January. Okay, so I've got my new course, online course, starting in January. So it's called The Softening. It is an eight-week journey, um, including a lot of the tools that we've spoken about today. And it's it's been many years in the sort of making really for me and um I've designed and channeled the course through really to support women to on the journey we've spoken about today to slow down to kind of really just soften into themselves so we spend a lot of time pushing through and getting things done and actually just sometimes we need to take a step back take care of ourselves soften our body soften our heart and just kind of get to know, you know, soften, our, I guess, our self-judgment. So the softening is a journey of softening, but softening in a way that we can soften to be more resilient, soften to be more confident, soften to be stronger. And, and you know, we don't, it's this whole thing of like when we're connecting with, you know, self-love and the universal flow of energy, it's, um, you know, when we trust and we soften and we surrender then life flows or the energy flows with just so much more grace and and more ease so yeah it's really a journey of kind of meeting ourselves with love and with compassion and 
just learning to give ourselves the same love that we so freely share with everyone else. So there's there's eight weeks, eight modules. We'll be covering self-love, connecting to your body. Um, we'll be connecting to releasing um, self-doubts and self-acceptance and forgiveness and, yeah, lots of Very amazing cool. things. And how do people sign up for it? Or is it already uh, full? Is um, no, there's still space. And yeah, we start on the 19th of January. So there is a link on my website. Okay. I can share that with you if that's if that's okay. Um, sure. But yeah, it's uh, Laura. Uh, uh, I can actually say the link now. It's www.lauraeuglow.com forward slash the softening or one word. So the softening and that's it awesome wonderful so it doesn't matter where you live you can connect virtually in that space so yeah wonderful well is there anything else that you would like to share with our listeners um no I think that's great it's just been really wonderful to meet you guys today and to share and to yeah just connect with with the work that I'm doing so yeah thank you so much for having me on Thank you for being here. It was an honor to meet you today and hear your story. Thank you. Thank you for listening to And Life Happened. We hope you enjoyed this episode and will continue to listen and like our podcast. If you would like to support our podcast, you can do so by sharing this with others to build our community of resilience. To stay updated on the latest information, please follow us at and underscore life happened on Instagram. If you would like to share your life happened story of resilience, please complete the form in our Instagram bio. These are our personal stories and we are not mental health professionals. This is not a substitute for professional medical advice and should not be relied on as health or personal advice. Thank you.